Okay, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, it sounds like it was coming from right behind you. Not funny. Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Boo Busters podcast. If you're new here, I'm Emily. I'm Brooke. And I'm Bobby. And this week on our podcast, we're going to be talking about Fort William Henry. Spooky. Super duper spooky. But before we get into any of that, how have you guys been? What have you guys been doing all week? Oh, you know, I've been putting in those hours. Oh, working that nine to five? Oh, yeah. Get it, boo. reading you? (laughs) Uh, Super good. Yeah. Honestly, I've just been really busy doing school. On, that's my life now. Miss Smarty Pants. Yeah, and didn't feel like it this week. Um, definitely reached out to my dad for help on some accounting homework, and I definitely got in a screaming match over a problem with him. Not my problem. That was terrifying. But it happened. So Also really exciting news. This weekend, Brooke and I are getting two golden doodles. Yeah. <sighs> We're really so excited. Exciting. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Like 30 years. Literally. (laughs) No, we've been on a wait list since May. It's not been that. I mean, it's long, but it's... It's, Yeah. It's been a while, but it's finally here, so we're excited. Yeah. I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah, we've never had two dogs at once, so it's going to be quite the task. It's going to be a lovely adventure. I can't wait for all the pictures. Yeah, we uh, actually created a dog Instagram. (laughs) Or extra. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if Brooke wants to drop that handle if anyone wants to follow it. It's Purdy X Dewey. Yeah. So we're getting a female and Purdy. She's the mama. And then one of her puppies we named Dwight, but we're going to call him Dewey. Why are you guys going to call him Dewey? Dwight as in Deputy Dwight from Scream? No. Um, (laughs) No, it's not. It's Dwight as in Dwight Schrute and Dewey as in in Deputy Deputy Dewey. Dewey. (laughs) Get it right, guys. Sorry, guys. Got it twisted. Oh, my God. Well, again, I'm super excited for you guys, and I don't think they could be going to a better home. Thanks, Bob. You're welcome. I just can't wait to bring them everywhere with me. I'm going to be one of those dog parents, even though it's not really my dog. It's a family dog. But I'm going to be one of those people that shows up everywhere with both of them. And they're going to love it. Um, I believe you were looking into strollers recently, Emily. Oh, I actually. So from what we were reading, the breeder gave us paperwork. Puppies up until like they're 18 months old, they can't go on like long walks or long hikes or anything. And I really was excited to have a bigger dog because golden doodles are pretty big um, to take on hikes before we had a Bichon and his little legs couldn't keep up. So he got tired, like walking around the neighborhood. So we never really brought him out on any real hikes. So with golden doodles, I was like, hell yeah, we're going hiking. But then I learned they can't go hiking for like 18 months unless I, I could bring the mama hiking but then I was like wait a minute they make dog carriers so I was actually looking at like the baby style carriers that are backpacks that you put them in so he'll just be sitting there with his little paws hanging out looking around because you don't want him to feel excluded you want him to be able to look at nature too exactly yeah but I'm not sure I haven't ordered one yet because I don't know sizing and then I was also looking into strollers but I feel like that wouldn't be reasonable for hikes because it's not going to be paved roads so 
We all know it's in her Amazon cart. I, I did favorite it. I'm not going to lie. Well, guys, what do you think about getting into this Fort William Henry? Let's do it. So I guess I'm going to start us off with a little bit of a history of the fort. Um, just in case some of our listeners aren't familiar of what exactly... Fort William Henry is. So located in Lake George, New York, Fort William Henry was constructed in 1755 as a British fort to defend potential attacks from the French in the French and Indian War. It was named after Prince William, the Duke of Cumberland, and Prince William Harry, the Duke of Gloucester, who were both the grandsons of King George II. The fort's location was strategically placed between New York City and Montreal in a stretch of land that was home to hundreds of British and French forts. The design of the fort was unique for its time using a square-like shape with bastions on the four corners which were installed as an attempt to deter attacks from the local Native American tribes. The walls of the fort were not built to withstand the attack of French artillery. And I just want to interrupt there for a second to explain that This area at this time, like most of America, was predominantly Native American. When colonizers came, obviously they set up their own forts, their own towns, whatnot. But it's still Native land at this point. And protecting themselves from attacks of not only the French, but also predominantly Natives was one of their main concerns. So that's why the fort was built in this manner. And it's kind of a foreshadowing here that saying it's not, they weren't built to withstand French artillery, if that makes sense. Ooh, I love your literary reference there. (laughs) So yeah, so they weren't able to defend against bullets and cannons, essentially, is what we're trying to get out there. All came to fruition in August of 1757, General Louis-Joseph de Montcalm and 8,000 men showed up to the fort and began their siege. Among his men were traditional militia members, as well as 2,000 Native Americans, including members of the Huron tribe. So what the French really did here was they created an allyship, I guess would be the word, with the Native Americans. Because let's think about it. The Native Americans know the land better than anybody else. And the English were not that nice to them. Not that the French were. But the English have done literally everything under the sun to these Native Americans. And it doesn't surprise me that they wanted them gone or wanted them to face any repercussions for what they've done. So after six days of being under attack, the British surrendered with full honors of war, meaning that they were able to keep their colors, unload their weapons, and they were able to retreat to their nearby forts. So like I said before, this stretch of land was home to hundreds of forts. And one of the nearby forts that they actually were retreating to was Fort Edward. And if you're not familiar with the area, that's probably what, what guys, like 10 to 15 minutes of a drive. Yeah, it's not very far. I'm not sure how long of a hike, like obviously they weren't driving. I'm not sure how long of a hike it would be for them. But it shouldn't be that long, like maybe a full day's walk. I don't know, really, especially back then. Although Montcalm had strict instructions for his men to transport the remaining British soldiers and civilians to nearby Fort Edward, some of the native warriors had other plans and began to plummet the fort. At the time, it was estimated that the warriors killed anywhere from 200 to 1,500 soldiers, women, and children. But today, that modern analysis of the number has been estimated to be actually 69 to 84. That's quite a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure exactly how they yeah. Where did that. that number come from? I I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> it was just somebody didn't know how to count. <laughs> I don't think it was that they just didn't know how to count. I think there just wasn't accurate reporting at the time. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, a lot of this situation paints the Native Americans as barbaric. When in reality, if you have the full context of it, it's not as bad as it seems. Like, yeah, it's not right. But at the same time, it was justice for them. Yeah. So essentially what happened was, one, there was a lack of communication between mm-hmm. the French and the natives. Obviously, there's a language barrier, but even then, they just weren't communicating exactly what should have been happening. Two, prior to this attack, whatever communication they were able to do, they had planned that the natives were going to be getting a lot of war bounty and that they were going to be repaid for helping basically pull off this attack because without them, it wouldn't have happened. And it became very evident as the attack was happening and in the immediate days after that they weren't getting that war booty and that they weren't getting their payments. So the natives did what they would have done in any other situation had it been native on native war instead of native on French or native on English. They That's what they did. They plummeted villages and yeah, they shouldn't have killed women and children, or even soldiers, because it was a peaceful surrender. But at the same time, they didn't know. They weren't familiar with that kind of thing, and it wasn't communicated to them properly. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of miscommunication and deceit going on between the parties involved. Yeah, I think that was one of the major things, especially with a lot of Native American like involvement with the French or with the English in this time period, was, was the, I'll just say, the white people as what they would probably call them, they deceived them a lot because mm-hmm. they perceived them as not having a lot of knowledge when in reality that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. A depiction of this entire siege and aftermath at Fort William Henry can be seen in the film The Last of the Mohicans. And there's also a really famous book called The Last of the Mohicans, which are both really, really good. And I highly recommend either reading it or watching the film. Um, I know the film is actually on Hulu right now, I want to say. It's either on Mm -hmm. Hulu or Amazon Prime. I actually saw it the other day. So if you have either of those, you can stream it for free. And then also, Brooke and I have actually seen The Last of the Mohicans play live up in Lake George that they do every year. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. They do live reenactments of it up in the fort. Yeah, every year they have a live reenactment of like the siege and then they have a live reenactment of basically The Last of the Mohicans just a play version, which is really special, I think. And I think a lot of people in the area make it a yearly tradition to go. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not going on right now because of the virus and everything, but. Right. I think one of my favorite things about that is during that, I think they show up for like a week out of the summer or something. It's like they have shows every day up in the outdoor amphitheater there is that you just will be walking through the village of Lake George and there'll be people dressed as Native Americans, as they would have been in this time period, walking in and out of the shops, being everyday people. And it's just silly to see that. It's like they were transported in time and now they're living in the 20th century or something. I'm, yeah, it's really guess, cool. 21st century. Just a side note, Lake George is a beautiful place if anyone ever wants to visit there. there's It's packed during the summer, but um, the non-summer months, it's beautiful. They have a winter festival not this year but yeah yeah, there's so much to do there yeah it's a very gorgeous area honestly though well I don't live there anymore so I can't say anything living there 
year round. And I can honestly say from my experience growing up there, I fucking hate Taurus. I, nothing pissed me off more than trying to go up to the lake in the summer to enjoy like my hometown. And you can't get, you have to park a mile away just to be able to walk around. I yeah, I agree like, with you more. I feel like those are very valid feelings to have. Like, yeah, it's a gorgeous place, but I'm sorry. You don't need to come here every year. But now I guess I am one of those tourists, so I can't say anything. But it doesn't count, though, because you grew up no. in the area. Yeah, honey, your roots are here. It's okay. True. Anyway, back to the history of the fort. So <laughs> the French actually destroyed the fort after the siege, and the area remained abandoned for 200 years. It wasn't until 1952 when a replica of the fort was reconstructed, and it's now considered to be a living history museum. But they've also built on a hotel and a convention center that you can rent out and have events. Or I see a lot of people get married there, actually, which looks like a beautiful wedding backdrop just saying but the museum itself actually does historical day tours and haunted nighttime tours yes that's what we're going to be getting into today guys getting into some supposed hauntings like many historical places fort william henry has its fair share of ghost stories Ooh. aside from (laughs) aside from all the horror that unfolded while the fort was under siege they also experienced several outbreaks of diseases because there was a lot of that going on back then. They didn't have no idea, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. basic hygiene was not a thing. Zero. was not a thing. <laughs> Medical knowledge Nasty. was not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Many have died on the grounds of the fort and the surrounding area, making it a hot spot for paranormal activity. Yeah, I think something to include here is, once again, if you're not familiar with the area, this was a battleground yeah. in the French and Indian War. Like... It was I brutal. The, I don't know if you know the story about, but you know the story of Bloody Pond, right? No. Oh, this used to scare oh my me gosh. so it used bad. To scare the shit out of me as a kid. So there's Bloody Pond. It's right next to Sushi Yoshi. If it's still called Sushi Yoshi. Yeah, Sushi Yoshi. Yeah. yeah. It's right next to there. It's a little pond. And apparently what had happened there, there's like a placard and everything. So I don't know if this is the true story, but this is what our father told no, us. No, I Googled it, I think fairly recently, and it's true. So essentially, like, there were... Were they white people there? It was, I feel like I want to say it was cowboys and Native Americans. It wouldn't have been cowboys. Um, Because I feel like that's what dad always said. Yeah. So the story we heard growing up was that there were colonizers, English people, whatever you want to call them, like doing laundry, like washing their linens in this pond. And Native Americans sneaked up behind them and massacred them, like butchered yeah. their heads off. There were floating them. heads in the water, the whole nine. And it turned the entire pond, which wasn't big. It's like a small pond. It turned the entire pond red with blood. That's Bloody Pond. Yeah. It's literally called Bloody Pond? Yeah. 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 You spot. probably drive by it quite frequently. Yeah, That's you definitely spot. do. We'll point it out <laughs> next time we go. I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> so yeah, stuff like that is popping up there. There's all there's been multiple battles. There's an entire battlefield park, which is kind of crazy there. to think that you're letting your kids play yeah, where, people where people died, died. where people died, kind and of thing. Fact, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, fun fact: a couple of years ago, well, it's probably been like eight years ago now. I don't know when it was, but 
they were building like duplexes or something and they were digging, they found bones from this yes this time period. I remember that. And it was like everybody was like freaking out. And I'm pretty sure Fort William Henry actually took those bones. I love how you tied that back. That was that was sexy. <laughs> we love a historian. <laughs> I really wanted to be an archaeologist when I was little. I don't know why I didn't do it. Probably because I was scared of going to Egypt and getting a curse. You st- oh, <laughs> that's valid. Take me with you. Do you want to get cursed, Bob? Yes. No, you don't. Curse me. Mm. No. Take me out of my misery. <laughs> Stop. Abigail West, I know you're a witch. Bob, Come we already me. debunked this. <laughs> Did we, though? Yes. Oh, okay. Now actually getting to the spooky stuff, let's see what the claims are at Fort William Henry. They include everything from your common footsteps, scratching, and hair pulling, all the way to full body apparitions of colonial soldiers. I would probably poop my pants. I would say hello. (laughs) You would not say hello, Brooke. I would be like, how are you today, sir? Emily would be like, I don't have time for this shit. (laughs) I would honestly... Shit my pants, but pretend I didn't see it and walk away. (laughs) Other claims include Shadow Man and a ghost under the stairs who likes to scratch and pull your hair. That's a big no thank you. Kinky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry I just brought this to uh, Rated R, guys. (laughs) Lights flicker on and off, and the sound of marching and ringing bells can also sometimes be heard. Also, fun fact, famous paranormal investigator group TAPS of Ghost Hunters, also did an episode of The Fort, but they did not find much of anything. Yeah, Emily and I tried to find this episode to watch it, and it's not available, like, anywhere. Yeah, I remember watching it when it came out in, like, 2010 or 2011, and I wanted it to be a lot more than it was. They just got, like, basic small footsteps on the EVP. I think maybe they got... A voice or two, but that was about it. I think most of their, if I remember correctly, most of their experiences centered around the gift shop. Yeah. Also, talking about Ghost Hunters for a bit, I had the biggest crush on Tango. Oh, yes. 10-year-old me really thought I was going to get with Dave Tango. Mine was Jason. Oh, he's a fucking daddy. I don't care. He's a daddy. Mm. Sorry, kids. Plug your ears. Also, Grant was pretty hot, but... I don't know. Jason just Jason feel like, different. I feel like Grant was a little too tame for me. Yeah, I see that. We're sorry, Bob. I, I also just really we were all fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I also really like Amy Bruni. I think she's really yeah, cool. Yeah, she's cool. And Adam too. Yeah, Adam's all right. <laughs> just kidding. I don't I don't have any beef with Adam. <laughs> What's wrong with Adam? Damn. <laughs> no, I like him. In 2013, we got to do a guided night tour of the fort and it was kind of spooky. Not gonna lie, oh. I shit my pants. Yeah, you were you guys were pretty scared. Yeah, I was terrified. When we started out the tour, we went down into this area. I don't know exactly what it was. But I remember that there was bones down there. Yeah, so it was a little, there's maybe like five, ten steps you went down into from the courtyard. And it was a covered little, I want to say it's like a little gazebo, but it's, it's not a gazebo. It's um, like an underground gazebo, kind of. Yeah, but it's not fully underground. It's just like a little dugout yeah. area. And in there, they actually have those bones that I had mentioned earlier that were found during an excavation for the duplexes. It's kind of set up like a little tomb of the unknown soldier-esque situation. It's pretty cool. Did you guys feel anything spooky when we were down there? Honestly, I, I felt something spooky everywhere when we were there. But I don't think it was scary. 
Like it was, it was just a somber experience. Yeah. It felt kind of heavy. Yeah. I, I like that term, Bob. We were able to go up on the viewpoint area and take pictures and walk around for a little bit. This viewpoint was essentially where people stood watch during the time that the fort was occupied. So they would have people standing there at all times of night with their cannons, with their muskets, ready to go in case somebody were to attack. So this was kind of like a long runway catwalk situation that was the whole perimeter of the fort. Yeah, it was pretty cool up there. I wasn't scared up there at all. I don't know how you guys felt up there, but I felt fine. No, I wasn't scared at all. Probably because it was in the middle of summer, which Bobby already said Lake George is popping in the summer. And it's right on the main board. The fort is literally right on the main boardwalk of Lake George. So there were people just walking along the sidewalk. There was lights. There was music from the local bars. Mini golf. Yeah, there was mini (laughs) golf up the road. Like, it was not spooky at all up there. And it wasn't super late. I think it was only, like, 1030. Yeah, at that point, it wasn't that late at all. Also, we had, like, a... We split off into groups, correct? That was that, was that yeah. time, right? Yeah, we um, were. It was probably like a group of, what, 10 to 15? Yeah. yeah. It was a, we had a, I feel like there was a big crowd in the... Yeah, I remember area. it was just us and our friends and family. Yeah, our group was just us, friends and family, maybe like one or two other random people. But yeah, when we were up there, she allowed us to walk around, take pictures, and she was telling us stories about they had sites, they have seen colonial apparitions up there, probably of the watch guards, because if you think about it, they're going to be the first ones to die during an attack. Kind of morbid, but true. And people were catching orbs up there, but yeah. I don't know necessarily if they were really orbs, just because it was summer, it was a very tampered with environment. It wasn't yeah. controlled at all. So those orbs could have very well been bugs or I don't want to say dust, but like dirt particles up in the air. It wasn't a prime location to be doing any kind of investigation. Speaking of tampered with evidence, our aunt actually thought that she caught a full body apparition, but it was just a picture of Emily that was really blurry for some reason. I can still hear her screaming that she yeah. caught a ghost on camera. It was yeah, pretty like funny. Literally- everybody from the tour came over and was like looking at her phone and even the tour guide was like oh my gosh can you send me a picture of this like we need to have this and I I think it was Bobby who pointed out that it was actually me I feel he like he was like since when do they wear denim shorts in the 1700s and hair bows in their hair yeah and then we like zoomed in a little close and we we're like hmm aunt and a top knot with booty shorts something's not adding up i feel like you were yawning in that picture too so it was even funnier like, yeah. yeah it was it was one of those moments where i was moving my aunt must have been moving and she had it like was a, dark yeah it was dark she had like a 2011 quality iPhone at the time. So it was it was not good picture taking skills and it just happened to make me look like I was see-through and I was a blur of a blob. But she was so excited. Yeah, it was heartbreaking to tell her. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't real. Do you ever think you'd be a ghost, Emily? No. Actually, Brooke was a ghost one here for Halloween. Oh god, that picture is horrid. <laughs> oh my gosh. My mom painted her face with white face paint. And she... Oh, that's what that costume was? 
Yes. We have a picture and she's like biting her teeth like she's got fucking buck teeth or something. Yeah. I don't know what that was, but that was a bad moment in my life. That was probably your favorite costume, Brooke. No, it was not. It was my favorite. My favorite costume was Belle last year. Sexy. Yeah. Towards the end of the tour, we got to go down into the dungeon where they essentially locked us in there and it was pitch black. Scary as fuck. I'm pretty sure I screamed when they shut the lights off because I was that annoying 16-year-old who thought screaming was cute and quirky. I met their aunt for the first time that night and I held on to her hand the whole time we were in the dungeon. (laughs) Is from when when they turned the lights off, I remember Bob grabbing me so hard that I probably had fingerprint bruises in my arm. That's accurate. (laughs) And I think it's one of those things where you're like, oh, it's the dark. What's the BFD? We were underground in a basement with like dirt floors in a prison dungeon in a prison dungeon like this was a recreation of their dungeons the walls were made out of like dirt and stone the ground was dirt it was dark like the darkest of darks that can be because like we weren't allowed to take our phones out down there so it was just it was dark while we were down there our tour guide pointed out in the corner where she said a Native American spirit was standing, but she told us that he was a protective spirit. She also told us down in this area was where the ghost that Bobby mentioned under the stairs is that likes to pull and scratch hair. And I wanted to go over there, but they wouldn't let me. Because that's fucking rude. Well, yeah, that's fair. Why would you want a ghost to pull and scratch you when you can just have some daddy do it? Mr. Gray will see you now. Curiosity killed the cat moment. That's funny because this is right around the time where Fifty Shades of Grey became a movie. So she was probably just trying to live out a fantasy or something. Ooh, you guys are calling me out. (laughs) It's getting hot up on this podcast. Ooh. (laughs) But yeah, in in all reality, I think he, this ghost or this spirit, whatever you want to call it, I think that's how he's just responding to people being in his space, being in what is his home. He doesn't. I mean, he seems very unsettled. So it's just, it doesn't surprise me that this is the resort he's come to. And I don't think it's anything malicious. I think it's just... You got to think like hundreds of people go through there a week probably. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you that shit's active right now. When nobody's nobody's there. there. Yeah. They're probably having ghost parties down there. (sighs) Probably. Casper's there. I'm jealous. Do you you guys think the ghosts like hang out with each other and talk? Yeah, they're probably like, see those three fuckers? Yeah. <laughs> they're probably having a grand old time. That's kind of sad to think about. Like, do you think they're trying to get our attention? Like, how come they're not answering me? Aw, that's kind of so thing. Like, sad. That's, like, sad. heartbreaking to think about. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get too deep, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Emily and I also had an experience with Shadow Man down in this area. I don't think Bobby did. It did not, because my ass was out of there as soon as they said, let's go back to the courtyard. yeah i saw him you saw him too right yeah Yeah, i saw him essentially what happened is the tour guide called him out from around the stairs and you saw a shadow man peek his head around the stairs and wave i don't even know how to describe it other than like i'm pretty sure our tour guide had a like a gas lantern or something that she had yeah like she had turned back on or something and she had it in like the corner And so there was a little bit of light. It wasn't like it was pitch black still. And she called out to him and he peeked around a support beam. And I saw that motherfucker wave. I'm sorry I just said it like that, but I saw something wave at us. And I was like, you saw that right too? Like what? And 
honestly, I was petrified after that. I'm pretty sure I slept with my mom for the rest of the weekend, maybe the rest of the week, because I thought he followed me home, even though I know for a fact he wouldn't have. But like the thought of that haunted me. Yeah, that was a little eerie. I was thinking when the, when it happened, what if this is just some guy that works here that's playing a joke on us? But I truly don't think it was. It did not look like an actual human being. No, it was not a human being. I swear to the Lord Jesus up above, it was not somebody playing with us. If it was, that's rude as fuck. If it was, honestly, yeah. I would lose a lot of respect for the fort because, like, why why do that? Like, what do you gain from that? Yeah, that's kind of shady if they were to do something like that. Right. But, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure a lot of people saw him, too. I don't yeah. think it was just us. And, Bob, you had actually gone the year before, too, right? I did. I don't remember too much, but in June of 2012, I went with a former co-worker. She won tickets on, like, Froggy 107 seven or whatever it was back in the day it's changed so many times now but what we didn't know um when we got there there was a psychic medium that was going along with the tour guide it was only like a group of six of us so we had like a two-hour hunt by ourselves they gave us like the evps is that what it's called yeah we got some of those too yeah uh really cool i would love to know more about those if we ever get into some deep ghost hunting later in life guys um i do not like i said i don't remember much of what she had said because she was also reading the people that were there too like she talked about my great uncle marshall to me and someone's parent that had passed away recently to someone else but she just expressed how she felt an overwhelming amount of sadness especially in the dungeon area because i was like oh this girl's gonna say this shit is spooky you need to get out of here stop playing here stop doing tours but she just expressed how upset and heavy her heart was she just said it was a horrible thing that happened basically yeah and that's completely understandable because a massive tragedy happened there yeah no i agree that's not a shocker to me brooke i've already showed you this picture Yes. Oh, should I? But if you guys, or if you're okay with this, I'd like to get Emily's reaction for the podcast. Yes, Are you okay yes, if I read this part? Go for it. After I read this to you, Emily, I'm going to send you the picture, okay? Okay. While I was trying to dive deeper into finding any possible ghost sightings at Fort William Henry, I came across an article from a tourist that went on a tour in October of 2017. He took a picture of one of the windows and what can be seen is what looks to be a ghost. And I really think it is like, I have not been more sure. It took me a couple minutes, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, shit. It really looks like something is in that picture. Uh, I do have the copyright. His name is Monte Jennings. So maybe we can be able to post it on our Instagram for listeners to see and check out maybe. But I'm going to send this to you right now, Emily. Okay. Jesus. Guys, I'm scared. You know what it kind of looks like? You know the face from Halloween Town when he's like, Agatha Cromwell. And he's like in the movie theater and it's like all... Calabar? Calabar. Well, yeah, Calabar is the bad guy. (laughs) That looks like his little mask he wears. But so you see something. You see it. You see a very clear eye, nose, mouth. Brooke, yeah. what do you think? I agree. I was kind of like shitting my pants I thought, when I saw it. I thought it looked like a soldier when I looked at it. <gasps> yes. Yeah, I've decided I'm going to shit myself after watching that. That's scary. <laughs> but also kind of like 
maybe an Indian? Yeah, I, yeah, I could have been. been. High cheekbones. It could have been either one, really. That's pretty it's ghosty spooky. to me. It's spooky. No, you can definitely see something. I'm curious to know, like, what went down after they captured that photo. Like, did they yeah. show the tour guide right away? Did they not find it until they got home? Like, I'm curious. There was not much more to the article except that in a small video where it looked like there was an orb. Mm. But there was also a lot of people with flashes over on the other side. And then it showed him walking over to somewhere where it was quieter to take pictures of that spot. So it's kind of like they were watching. Yeah. Whoever was in the one just watching everyone. Oh, like what the heck are you doing in my fort? So what do you guys think? Do you think Fort William Henry is haunted? Yes or no? Emily? I was just going to be an asshole and say no, but I know that's not true at all. So yeah, I do. I agree. I don't think it's anything to be scared of. I don't think anyone's harmful there, but I do think with so much tragedy in one spot, there's got to be something going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's haunted as well, but I would say that I don't think it's as haunted as they make it out to be. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I don't think anything happens there on a nightly basis that's getting caught. I mean, it could be happening on a nightly basis. It's just people aren't catching it. Like, so that's what makes me leads me to think it's not happening as frequent as we think. Would you guys go back and do it again? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's been so long we should revisit Okay, so this summer we're going to do it? Oh, definitely. I actually think we wanted to do it last summer, didn't we? But we weren't sure if they were doing it because of Corona. We were going to do Fort Ticonderoga too, weren't we? Yeah. But that was too far. Yes, we should hit up some forts this summer, guys. Yeah, this summer we're going to do the Fort Ticonderoga. I think we should do the Fort Ticonderoga one before we do Fort William Henry again because we've never been to Fort Ticonderoga. Agreed. I've heard that one is a lot more, like, active. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Spooky. Stay tuned, booze. Yeah, we'll obviously be doing podcasts about them when the time comes. Oh, yeah. Did we miss anything or do you have any information that we just didn't know about? We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on here and also on our Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. See you later, booze. Bye. Bye. (laughs)